Chris Jones is back in the fold, but what does it mean? What do we take away from this deal, and what does the future look like for Chris Jones? How can he help week one? And it, yes, it is the Jaguars. They are coming up today on Locked on Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked on Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, friends and neighbors. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself to uh, purchase the Jace case and provide all the, the five antibiotics that you might ever need to, for, to fight 50-plus infections. Get yours today at Jace Medical. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Check them out. Uh, sometimes I'm going to need some health care. That's going to help me because you never know. You can trip and fall when some of these deals come down, and we have some to discuss and their impacts today with Matt Derrick from ChiefsDigest.com, our man on the ground and in the locker room. Today, we're going to get into that. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, NFL33.com, and RGR Football. Thanks for making us your first listen here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for free everywhere that I can find to post these, including Spotify and Apple. But hey, get those, get subbed, get on the text line if you guys are looking to do that as well, because the text line is a lot of fun. You get instant information, 816-357-8781. And then you can go back and read Matt Derrick because he's the man in charge Matt, welcome back to the show. As always, I'm excited because Chris Jones' deal kind of hit me out of the blue. A, were you surprised that it happened on a Monday here coming following week number one? I mean, you know, I think I said a while ago that I had gone into every day expecting it to get done mode and into I'm assuming every day it's not going to get done until it does. So I, I, I guess in, the, in that sense, I figured it, I, I apparently was going to come out of the blue and um, Monday was as good a day as any, I guess. Um, I'm more baffled by the the structure of the deal. I mean, it's it certainly <laughs> seemed like this was going to be something that you know was going to be a longer term extension rather than kicking the can down the curb. But that's where we are at with between these two sides. And we're not going to take it down the who won this negotiation and who lost and all that. I'll do that over on RGR, folks. You can have that fun later. But today, it is very much, I think about the timing of this because in the end as the details is, have come out yes there's a potential to to earn back what he's missed in fines uh and and missed uh events that did cost him some cash but overall on the deal the chiefs didn't get any cap relief and he didn't get really much of a raise and and if he does get a raise he's going to have to go some extreme lengths to earn it do you feel that this is kind of a wash or is this just they had to get something done in order to get the season on I mean, I, I mean, I'm really baffled because, you know, we've been hearing about where these two sides were and what they were talking about contract wise. And I, I mean, it, it just seems like Chris may have left a better deal on the table than this. Now, if it's just truly coming down to, you know, he feels like there is more money out there and he is willing to bet on himself and to see what is going to be available in the offseason. I can I can only assume that from that standpoint, he's either hoping that the Chiefs will have more money in the offseason to offer him or that, you know, there will be more of a, a Tyreek Hill situation, in which case, you know, he can find a deal elsewhere and get traded. Um, but it's it, it, it really I mean, the timing of it and everything like this and the, and the dollar amount, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. But you're right. I mean, because no, no other, one of the things with the incentives is that you're right. I mean, some of them are likely to be earned simply because they happened last year. Mm -hmm. which was Chris Jones having 15 sacks, being all pro, and the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Um, those are hard things to do, especially, you know, the winning the Super Bowl part. And he's also got an incentive tied to being Defensive Player of the Year, which, remember, he was only third last year. 
So that's really hard. I mean, to be able to get, if he were to do it all, I mean, 15 plus sacks, be defensive player of the year, which is probably going to be more than 15 sacks. And he's going to be doing it in one less game than everybody else. Chiefs are probably going to need to, you know, at least go to the postseason, you know, have be the number one AC in the AFC. I mean, all these things in order to win defensive player of the year. All of that to get to $25.1 million. He's still going to be making about $7 million less than Aaron Donald. So, you know, I, you're right. I mean, he needs to have an outstanding season to, to make some money, but I think he, he's obviously betting a lot on the offseason, and that's when we'll get to talk about it all again. Right. And that's, that's the key is this is just, this is a temporary lull in activities because there, there's no change to the tag structure. The Chiefs can still tag him on the franchise next year and hold him ransom to another team. They could attempt to trade him. They can do any of that. And then the whole negotiation starts over from scratch, basically. So a couple of future looking questions. If you have your eight ball around, if you'd pull that out, that'd help. But do you think right now that it is positioned for the Chiefs contemplating using that tag? Do you think that Chris stays with his current representation or has this been a, a lesson to learn that maybe you got to switch gears to that guy that did help Tyreek get his thing done in Rosenhouse? And do you think that there is still enough uh, commonality here to make a long-term deal a possibility still? Yeah, and, that, and that's interesting because, you know, you bring up Rosenhouse and that's who the, the company that Chris signed with as a as coming out of college and the Katz brothers were with Rosenhaus. They left and Chris went with them. Um, yeah. I mean, I think there is going to be some pressure on Chris to, to rethink things. I mean, we'll see if that happens or not. Um, maybe just, they may just feel like a different strategy and a different approach will work better for them in this coming off season. Um, but I mean, there's just so many factors that can really determine what's going to happen next. I mean, um, if Chris gets hurt and, and doesn't have a, or doesn't have a great season in some reason, I mean, then he's going to be a 30 year old defensive tackle trying to find a deal. And that's never usually good for the 30 year old defensive tackle. Um, if he has a great year, then backs up what he did last year and, you know, meets or exceeds what he did last year, then yeah, I mean, the chiefs, if they want to keep him, we're going to have to pay through the nose. So to me, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be really interested to see just what happens when he gets back into the locker room. I don't think that there's going to be any issues between, you know, teammates and everything. I mean, I think that, that everybody's going to be getting over it pretty quickly. I don't sense any animosity from the Chiefs organization, especially at the top towards Chris. I mean, I think they understand it's a business, but, you know, it's, it's, there's still going to be some things that they got to work through like any relationship there's ebb and flow and there's things that you have to recover from and hopefully this isn't one that you can't recover up from because that will make things a lot harder down the line now will the jaguars game plan include attacking chris jones if he's out on the field what will it look like we'll cover that later in the show coming up next what can chris jones do to help this defense in week two what can it look like we're going to cover that right after this our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with our Locked On Fantasy Football host, Vinny Iyer, to bring you some of the best fantasy picks every week, all season long. And now that we're into the season, doesn't matter whether you're daily drafting or whether you're scouting that waiver wire like I am this week. Every week, you want to be able to have those players that are the perfect fit. So let's see who Vinny has picked out for us this week in eBay's guaranteed fit, the fantasy picks of the week. And for me, like many of you, running back is a position that you're constantly having to work over and check that waiver wire. Ramondre Stevenson from the Patriots had a tough time in week one against the Eagles, and he saved his fantasy value with six catches for 64 yards, a really great output. Expect him to uh, get going on the ground in week two. 
after he's doing a little bit of that first 12 carries of the season, I think he'll warm up. So does Vinny. The Dolphins got gashed for over 200 yards and two touchdowns by the Chargers. And Stevenson's burst and quickness make him uh, an even more favorable matchup in that particular one than Miami's uh, pass rush oriented front. So I think there's room to move there. Vinny has all of your fantasy football information. He's got going to help you get to your championship, just like eBay Motors knows how to get a championship team in their direction. And that's by providing the perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So with over 122 million different parts available for your ride, you can make sure that it stays running smoothly, gets you where you need to go, whether it's brake lights or LED headlamps or roof racks or whatever else you might need to add on. Whatever baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with the guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. And that's exactly what the point is. So if you haven't gotten in there yet, you want to go check it out. Keep your ride or die alive and running well at ebaymotors.com slash motors. The guaranteed fit is only available for U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions do apply. My exclusions apply to this defensive line, and there's a there's a lot that you can you can exclude, and that is what the snap count is going to be for Chris Jones. We assume that he passes the physical. I haven't seen that update yet today as we go to record this, but my guess is that that's going to be a perfunctory issue, and it's about getting tooled up to play an NFL ball game. I have significant doubts about what that could look like on the positive side, Matt. For your perspective, is your expectation that this is something Chris Jones can walk into, play a half of football, and be productive? Is it 15 snaps? Is it pass rush only? What does the scenario look like to you? I mean, you know, we, we kind of got to see Chris a little bit at, you know, his uh, he had a, an event that the Ronald McDonald has last week. And obviously, we've seen him on TV. Um, certainly looks like he's in Chris Jones shape. I mean, he's been talking about his workouts and everything. So I, I imagine that, and given Chris's character and, and the way he has worked out in the past, I, I think he's going to show up in fine shape. Uh, you know, and there's no reason to believe that there's any injury or anything of that nature that could foul up his, his physical, but you know, I mean, shape is not football shape. That's what the coaches will continually tell you. It's not the same thing. So, you know, you know, it's, it's not necessarily the muscles and everything. It's more about the timing and, you know, just taking the hits and those kind of things that you just really need to get adjusted to and ramping it up really fast can be difficult. You know, if, for no other reason, I, I keep saying that, you know, even if Chris is working against players in his sessions down in Miami, he's not working against Joe Tooney. He's not working against all pros. He's not working against, you know, anybody like that. So at full speed. So that's what you got to get up to up to speed for. Um, I mean, I'm reasonably comfortable that Chris can handle a decent load. I mean, how much they, they choose to dump on him. I think it would be prudent not to push him too hard, too fast. So, you know, limit his work in both the first half and second half, spread it out a little bit, you know, give him some breathers, um, make sure he just can get his legs back under him. But, you know, especially just not having too many times where he's getting up and down and, and really, you know, stretching things out too much. I mean, that's what you kind of want to avoid. So let's see how they manage him. I'm, I'm anticipating that he probably will play. I mean, there's always the chance that they decide to back him off a week, but um, I think Chris will be pushing to play. He wants to get out there. He's certainly incentivized to play, so he's going to want to get some snaps. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you'll see him in, you know, but probably more of a rotational piece than you would normally see him in. I, I'm glad you to bring up the motivation because I touched on that yesterday, but to, to double down on it, the structure of this deal is the more, as the details have come out, 
it really does lead itself towards that. Not only is this, uh, you know, uh, a one-year deal, but it, it's another, like, I call it a, a super contract year because you've already been through all this turmoil. You've already got all this behind you in this angst and frustration. And knowing that you're going into next season, like, this is a super contract year for me. And so I expect to get the best out of him. Whether that happens in week two or not, I, I agree. There's, there's some things to be seen. But just being present. The thing for me that I, I think shapes what I'm looking for is we saw some positive performance from some young players last week in FAU, certainly George Karloftis, Mike Dana coming through. Uh, Turk Wharton looked better than I expected, given we hadn't seen him very much. So given that you have that that base of a, of a floor performance, adding Chris Jones to it, yes, if he's on the field, he's going to get his, he's going to attack, he's going to draw doubles. That helps everyone else. But even if not, his presence within the room and the expectation of having to play to his performance level, I think that helps the whole defensive front take it up another notch in week two as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, and this is a very intangible thing that's difficult to measure, but yeah, I mean, you've got to think that just having this behind everybody is going to be a weight off of a lot of people's shoulders. As much as, you know, Chris wants to say he didn't want to be a distraction by not being there, and just not being there was a distraction. So, you know, it's not like that everything was just per hunky dory without Chris there. I mean, Chris's absence was a distraction. I mean, it, it did mean that some people were having to do some things that they wouldn't normally do and, you know, getting asked to do more. And, and that was, I think, you know, a tough situation to be in. Now, the players all responded to it, but I think having him there, Chris is a obviously a good locker room presence too. Uh, you know, you got to think that that's going to, you know, help out a bit, just even having his personality around. I mean, he is, he is one of those guys that keeps things a little bit lighter and, you know, and does help out from a, a camaraderie standpoint. So those are good to have, but you're right. I mean, from the X's and O's, I mean, if he's out there for 15, 20 snaps, how much can you drastically change your scheme? Are you really just going to be asking him to just go out there and, and help you out in certain situations? Because I, I think if you're Steve Spagnolo you're still going to have to do a lot of things you get against Detroit. You're going to have to blitz a lot. You're going to have to bring an extra rusher uh, most of the game because we're anticipating that you're not going to have Chris for 80% of the snaps. And and even if you did have him out there more than we expect, are you getting 100% of usual Chris Jones? I mean, now, great thing is, is that for the Chiefs is that Jacksonville doesn't know how much he's going to play or what he's going to do. So they've got to kind of prepare both ways. They've got to prepare for the possibility that Chris Jones is going to be in there and be a presence, and they've got to prepare for Steve Spagnuolo's blitzes. So that doubles their work a little bit to what they prepare for because uh, this Chiefs defense without Chris Jones doesn't do the same things as it does with him on the field. It certainly doesn't. And we're going to talk about those preparations uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars here coming up in a little bit. But before we get there, the other thing that I think it helps, and I'm thinking in terms of a, a game plan, a game uh, – possession by possession kind of role i do think chris jones's presence uh, even if it is for on a significantly lowered snap count say 20 snaps i think if those are, are pass rush scenarios the whole impact of it on the day even though it may not be a, a high volume i'm guessing is good for at least five six eight plays that the jaguars don't get to run because the chiefs defense gets them off the field a little bit easier i think that's a net positive and i think that's probably the big thing that i'd be looking for in week two how do you feel about the the impact on the overall game? 
I mean, I think that's what, you know, one of the things you're hoping for is that even if Jones is in there for a limited number of opportunities, that he's able to help them, you know, get some of those impact plays that maybe they didn't have last week. Um, you know, Chris Jones is a, is a turnover guy, even if he's not the one forcing them directly. How often have we seen, you know, Chris just affect the passer and affect the pocket and force a turnover that way because he forces a mistake? Um, he doesn't have to be knocking the ball from somebody's hand for that to happen. Uh, that I think is one of the things you're hoping that he can do because he has a greater frequency and ability to deliver those impact plays than anybody else on that defense. So it's one way. And certainly I think that he can, uh, you know, affect that and, and certainly be something that the Jaguars have to deal with. Um, but, you know, and, and how he gets used will be interesting. I mean, you know, like you said, I mean, they, they could use him as just, you know, from drive to drive. It could be that maybe he's going to be a, a situational pass rusher and just on certain downs. You know, let's see. I mean, I, I think that will be tricky because once again, I mean, Steve Spagnuolo is going to have to kind of have two game plans a little bit. He's going to have to have one for when Chris is on the field, maybe one when he's not. And that's really the dichotomy that is going to challenge the Jaguars as well. So next, what are those Jaguars going to try to do and how do the Chiefs combat it? Right here in a second. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. Doesn't matter whether it's a hurricane, a flood, forest fires, if you live out where I do, and those do come around fairly often. The Jace case provides five life saving antibiotics that you can have on hand that you can be prepared to use when you need to, and not just hoping that you have the ability to get to the emergency care that you actually need, including the medication. It gives you that peace of mind. Jace Case makes sure that the medication is in your hand. It's simple. They have everything that the online evaluation uh, from a licensed pharmacy, medication, delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. It's all there. You don't get caught unprepared. So save more than $360 by getting the life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using our code Locked On at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com and that promo code is locked on now if you want to get in on the action prize picks is the most fun that you're going to have winning up to 25 times the money that you put up this season all you got to do is just select two players pick more or less on their projected totals and place your entry super simple it's the easiest way to play and i can make my picks and submit them in, in less than a minute it makes life a lot of fun, and you can vary up what you're picking. doesn't have to be Patrick Mahomes for plus or minus 280 yards like I'm going to pick this week, but you can do something very similar. So go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use our code LockedOnNFL to get your first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use that code LockedOnNFL. You will get a first deposit match. So whatever you put in there, up to $100, they will match it right back for you. You can get an extra 100 bucks in that account. I hope that you enjoy that. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's daily fantasy sports made easy at Price Picks. As we get Matt back in here, uh, betting on, on those kind of things is a 50-50 coin when it comes to the Jaguars game plan. Like you said, they may have to prepare for Chris Jones. They may have to prepare without Chris Jones. And I love the distraction factor in terms of keeping the offensive coaches in Jacksonville busy, but for the chiefs also on the flip side, I love that it gives them a little bit of versatility because Jaguars didn't run terribly well last week. I think we, we all know that's not something that Steve Spagnuolo is going to put at the top priority stopping the run. But what they did do is throw the ball to Calvin Ridley pretty effectively. 
you have ATN. You have some other guys that can move the, the sticks. Uh, they've had other receivers that were able to produce last year with Trevor Lawrence. What for you would have to be the Jaguars game plan this week with or without Chris? And how do you think that you should go about trying to combat Ridley in particular? I mean, I, I feel like if you're the you're the Jaguars, I mean, I don't I don't know if you can really afford to let yourself get caught up into the Chris Jones drama too much. I mean, you almost need to just go out there with a game plan that's designed whether he's out there or not. And part of that is, I think, doing what really Trevor Lawrence does best, which is just getting rid of the football. Um, I mean, I, I probably I hate I, I feel I hate saying it, Ryan, because I, I feel like it sounds I think it turned me into a Trevor Lawrence hater. And I'm Aww. not really. I just can't decide whether he is a you know bottom elite or high end game manager. And I mean, I kind of feel like he's a high end game manager. It's going to rely on the run game a little bit. He's going to, you know, rely on the guys around him to make plays. As long as he gets them out to him quickly and doesn't turn the ball over and make mistakes, they're going to be fine. But I also don't think that outside of, you know, the Chargers charging, that he's the kind of guy that's just always going to be able to put a team on his back and run it down the field. I mean, I don't think he's Josh Allen. I don't think he's Patrick Mahomes and Joey Burrow. I mean, I think he's in a different category. So, and that's the case. I mean, to me, you know, if if that's the game plan that the Jaguars come out with, which is that they just want to make sure that Lawrence gets the ball out quickly, makes quick decisions, I mean, that I think is the is the win. I mean, that's what you want to try and do. I mean, they might look at a little bit of what Detroit did to try and, you know, and, and maybe because I, I thought that Detroit's play action, I thought, worked pretty well at times, and especially opening up some, uh, you know, some areas of the zone downfield. I mean, the Chiefs were just a little bit off a tick, you know, on some of those. So, you know, maybe you look at that and take advantage of it. But you're right. I mean, Lawrence to Ridley looks like it's going to be a really good combination. Uh, now, is Jones going to help you on in the run defense? That was a little bit leaky last week. I don't think that Chris is going to make a dramatic impact, especially day one, game one back. I don't think you can count on that. So, you know, there's things, the other things that the Chiefs are going to have to do to tighten that up because, you know, you don't want this to be the week that Jacksonville jumps out and has a good rushing day. Uh, so there's a lot of different pieces to this to me that, that with Jacksonville. I mean, I, do, I don't think that it's a particularly scary offense, but it's one that to me, you've got to be prepared for. Uh, you're giving a lot of compliments on, on agreeing with the high-end game manager analogy. I, for one, maybe I'm giving him too much credit. Uh, I still have the whole uh, rookie lost year as a, as a asterisk for him. And I do think this year with Doug, I think it's going to take him a little bit farther. I'm a little concerned there's been some toys left in the attic to pull out against Andy Reid and these Chiefs. So I guess we'll see if I'm uh, if I'm overestimating because of what I've seen in the past. That's okay. But in the end, Combating that particular combo, I think we're going to see the Chiefs throw their young corners at it no matter who they are. Um, I'm, I'm really interested to see if Darius Rush is going to be active this week. I, I would like to see that personally. Uh, hopefully we'll have a better idea of that later in the week. But I would be remiss if we didn't at least touch on the topic and we don't have a whole lot of update on Travis Kelsey. And, and I, am, I am one that is skeptical of this type of injury being something he can come back and play with this week and be any kind of effective without putting himself at risk. But it seems like that's the path that we're going down. A, do you have the same concern I do? And B, what's, what's your gut tell you about whether Travis is available or not? 
I mean, I definitely always have the concern with a player of, of Travis's age and, and putting them out there in, in positions where they're not maybe going to be able to cut everything out loose and just go 100%. Because you know that's the kind of tra- player that Travis wants to be. At the same time, I mean, he's also a pretty savvy guy. I mean, he kind of knows what his body can and can't do at this point in his career. And, and I think he does a good job of managing that. Uh, I would still always take the, uh, the long view that the more games you have Travis Kelsey, the better, and making sure that he's 100% healthy he's not going to heal up as fast obviously continuing to play so that's going to slow things down a little bit um but it doesn't appear that there's anything that's majorly wrong i mean really the only thing that you're talking about maybe from an injury standpoint that could be a problem is that if he's favoring that knee that he hurts something else and that's that's the one thing that you want to avoid um it does look like you know he's going to play i think we'll have a pretty good indication early in the week if he's limited on Wednesday, I think that's going to be a pretty good sign that he will play. If he's if he doesn't practice until later in the week, it's probably going to be more 50-50. Um, but everybody I've talked to seems to think that there's a really good chance that he plays this week. Well, I, I think for the Chiefs' sakes, that that's a big plus. Now, we'll be back with Matt post-game, so don't worry about that. We're going to have the inside information for you coming up tomorrow. It's going to be my old friend Tony Wiggins. If you remember the draft cast from down in Mobile, Tony and I have gone round and round in the past. It's going to be a good one. Uh, Big Jags believer there. He covers the team from down in Florida. I hope you guys will join us for that. Remember, we're here five days a week. No matter what's going on, we got you covered. I hope that you enjoyed the shorts that we've been putting out when these crazy things do happen, like the Chris Jones deal. Thanks for your time, Matt, and setting us straight on some of my initial proclamations that, uh, you know, your calm personality actually helps smooth out very much. I appreciate try my, it. Try my best, Ryan. Take care, buddy. <laughs> I I know it's a big effort. I'm I'm doing my best to calm down. But folks, we thank you for your time. We thank you for being with us. I do think that you are going to enjoy the rest of the week and we'll get ready for those Jags. If you'll be with us, we would very much appreciate it. Enjoy your time. Check out ChiefsDigest.com for Matt's work. And we'll catch you next time.